You're listening to the LA Hoops Pod with Roman Vatesman and Jeff the Chiz Show Chizover. Normally in LA, we would only need a Lakers podcast, but the Clippers don't suck anymore, and that's why we're here. Talking Lakers and Clippers, a part of the Hoop Heads Pod Network. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of L.A. Hoops with Roman Vatesman and Jeff Chisiver. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Knuck If You Buck, Hashtag Lakers, Blazing the Path, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and Thunderous Applause, plus our coaching-focused podcasts. Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, the Green Light podcast, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. All right, welcome everybody. Episode 3, LA Hoops Pod. Alongside Chiz, I'm Roman. We haven't been uh, around for a while, and it's my fault. It's because I <laughs> broke my leg snowboarding, fractured tibia, had surgery last week. Uh, but I'm back. I'm ready. I got a do it. big cast on. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to podcast, Chiz. And this is our. Uh, I mean, it's only our third episode, but this time we're not doing it together. We're not socially distanced in your gross garage. So this time we're at our. Our own places. I wonder if it'll. I'm, I'm still know, in the. I'm still in the it. garage. I miss you. Uh, I'm excited because we have the host of the Lakers pre and post game shows, Chris McGee, our dear friend, coming on today. I'm really stoked for that. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, here's the one thing, Chiz, that from our first couple episodes or from episode two, yeah. that people really asked me about. They want to know if you were really playing tennis with Maria Sharapova. How many people are you? I'm telling people? you, at least four to five people asked me whether you were actually. Was one of them Bergen? Was one of them Bergen? I, I think Bergen may have been one of them. Okay, no, that that was the second episode. So no, I was not playing tennis with Maria Sharapova. I think Roman just likes that joke because I've mentioned I've seen her at this tennis club in Manhattan Beach, but no, I was not playing with her. I think we even mentioned that, but. Um, I don't know. She, well, she, you know, she's kind of strange. She's engaged. There's not much appeal there anyway. I, I think the coolest part about playing with her would just be telling people, but I no definitely didn't. playing with one of the best players in the world? What are you talking about? We're going to get past this quickly. No, I didn't play with her, but speaking of playing sports with celebrities, Roman recently picked up golf during COVID. He's still a hack, but I do appreciate you. You're, you're playing a lot. You're getting actually decent, and you played with James Worthy recently. You're a little celebrity, little little sports player, you. It was an honor. I was <laughs> super stoked, but now I can't play golf for like five to six months with this broken leg. So, no, I, okay, so no Sharapova. Who's, who's, who's the most famous? Who's the who's the most famous tennis player you've played with? Um, there's this, <laughs> there's this girl. Her name is Maria Karolenko. She was like 15 or 20 in the world. I was hitting her for like two, three days. Dude, we spent way too long on this. Did, Let's did, go. Didn't Next. you play with Sam Query? Didn't you beat him as a 10? Oh, yeah. That was like juniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Good call. And the juniors I played. Yeah. Dude, please. Next. No more tennis. All right. Go. You're okay. Actually, right. no, no, no. No, it's my turn because, okay, so Roman said he broke his leg. He was snowboarding. You were in Mammoth or Big Bear? Big Bear. Right? 
Okay. Uh, I'm sure you'd want to say you were doing a sick like mitt kicky yeah, like grab, but you were you, you were going off the chairlift, and he literally just kind of had was, a weak stumble off the chairlift, and he no, broke his leg. Was, there was a there was off the chairlift. There was a a little jump. I don't know why there was. But it was like maybe like knee high. I went off of it, and my right foot that was okay. not binded just t- had this ridiculously weird twist not left to right like a sprained ankle but like right. front to back it was right like that yeah i know those jumps that are always right after the chairlift i'm, I'm really first, aware of those the jumps the first time yeah. i've ever seen something like that <laughs> no. okay no i i feel bad man it's terrible i'm just like clowning on you but here's the first would you rather before we get into lakers because you have the broken leg it's a broken lower tibia i believe and uh, roman had up. surgery dude he was in big time pain i feel really bad for him um because you're an active dude but here's the would you rather it's would you rather break your arm or break your leg and this is considering the same exact recovery time for both all right uh, this is a good one I, I i thought i would say that i would rather have a broken arm but it depends on which arm if it's the right arm totally i, think dominant. I would rather have a broken leg because it's so difficult to do so many things just with your left arm like for instance, yes. I don't think I don't know how if, if the recovery time's the same and I'd have to be in a cast for like six to eight weeks. How I wouldn't be able to work. Like, totally, that would be a m- m- really big deal. I mean, I guess I could type with like one hand, but that would be like extremely difficult. And so at least like yes, I'd be able to walk. But now that I have this knee rover that I ordered, this is not an ad by the way, but I ordered this knee rover and I'm <laughs> able to go on walks with Sherman, and it's actually p- pretty nice. So I like I don't. You, I wouldn't be able to eat. No, I'm with you. Hard, it, it, be, I would be able to eat, but it would be hard to eat with one arm. And the, the walking thing and stumbling around the house is, is definitely difficult. But I'm starting to get adjusted to it. So I, I actually would say if it's my right arm, I would rather have the broken leg. If it's my left arm, I would rather have the broken arm. Yeah. Uh, dominant side counts a lot. Same with uh, with your foot or your leg if you're going to drive, but you're probably just not driving much anyway if you're hurt. But I'm with you. You would normally say you'd rather break your arm, but if it's a lower leg or foot, and I say that first thing, it's kind of kind of scary if you mess up your knee. I tore my ACL recently, but you're right. If it's just a lower leg or a foot and it's just a boot situation, then I would much rather, like for sure, have the broken leg because. When you don't have both of your arms and hands at full capacity, that shit is really frustrating. I wrote down a list of things that would be super annoying to do. And you kind of touched upon it. Brushing teeth, doing your hair, using your phone, eating food, wiping your butt. Like, you can... <laughs> I I think, no, no, I think because you... can wipe you, your butt with both, arm, both hands. Well, it just... No, but you can limp to the toilet on your broken foot, sit down, and the rest is normal and fine. But if you have a broken arm or in a cast, or if that cast is past your elbow, the rest after you sit down on the toilet is not the same. We don't. I, it just that was just part of the list. So yeah. I, I think we're actually in agreement. It's actually yeah. But by the way, I broke my I broke my arm in the fourth grade, and I mean it wasn't as big of a deal back then. Oh, congrats, as a kid. But but I had a broken arm, and it was one of those with the sling, and I had to keep it to the side. Um, yeah, it was that was that was pretty brutal. So I think uh, yeah, I think we're in agreement. All right. Well, I still wish All you right. speedy Let's recovery. Be- Thanks, Chiz. Appreciate. It. By the way, I also uh, <laughs> tore a ligament as well. So. I kind of like fractured tibia and torn ligament. Damn, dude. You're a warrior. You'll be back. Summer. I'm already back on the podcast. There we go. Yeah. Podcast. My my podcast position hasn't changed. I actually. My legs are still up. I actually feel good about this being in the separate place doing it so far. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, 
we'll see if our audio is any better. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get into some Lakers stuff. Okay. All right, Chiz, which team is the biggest threat to the Lakers that you've seen so far? Um, I'm going to go first. Yeah. So before the Harden trade, the only answer was the Clippers, but this is our first episode since the Harden trade. And now there's this ridiculous trio. And if you look at the Vegas odds, Brooklyn now has the second shortest odds to win the title. Lakers are plus 250. Brooklyn's plus 300. And the Clippers are plus 600 or six to one. So um, one could argue, first of all, the Nets look pretty scary. This is coming off. They just beat the Bucks. We saw that last night, like without Kyrie. You know, they, they probably have the two best players in the Eastern Conference just on their team. So the Nets might be the tougher team to beat especially once we get to the end of the playoffs and they're really gelling. But the answer to me is always going to be the Clippers just because they are the team in our conference. We're going to play were the Lakers are going to play them more times during the regular season than the Nets. And that's the team that they can face first. So because it's kind of one of those things like, Hey, if you're the Lakers, who are you keeping an eye on? Yeah. The Nets might be great, but that's the finals. The Clippers you'd have to get past first. And because of that, they are the biggest threat. And because, obviously, they have the ability to beat the Lakers. I still think the Lakers will be the favorites. But that is why, to me, they are the bigger threat. Does that make sense? I don't see how that has anything to do with... Just because they play them first doesn't matter, right? It's, it's well, the Lakers, yeah. Like, the Lakers, it's win a championship or bust. There's no, oh, they lost in the finals or they lost in the Western Conference finals. When you look back at it, it doesn't really matter. Like, no one thinks about... The, any of the times that they lost. When they lost to the Celtics in the finals, like, it doesn't matter that they lost in the finals. Okay, okay, I can't, okay, I can, so are you saying the Nets are the, are you saying well, they're the bigger threat? I, I'm saying your point doesn't even matter because well, your, your whole, your, your big point is that they played the Clippers, they would play the Clippers first. By the way, that's if the Clippers yes. don't lose to the Denver Nuggets again. But my, it is the Nets just from a, the standpoint of the Nets have more talent. I'll I'll be the first to say that I was wrong on Kevin Durant's recovery. I've never yeah, seen yeah, someone recover from an Achilles injury in this way and be so good so quick. And I, I was saying I don't think I didn't think Durant would become a top ten player again just because of the injury, not because of anything else, just because of the injury because we haven't seen anyone come back from an Achilles injury. But the numbers that Durant is putting up and the way he looks, he looks almost just as explosive as he always was. And so I think at this point, he's a top three, four player in the league. You can maybe even make an argument for top two. Then you had James Harden, who's a top probably five, six player in the league. And I mean, he has already two triple doubles in his first two games with the Nets. And we're not even talking about Kyrie. Yeah, He's yeah. going to be a third option. I know everyone says Kyrie could, you know, is going to ruin the chemistry and who knows, you never know what you're going to get from him. But if you just get one series in the finals against the Lakers where he is engaged and playing hard and is present... That is a scary, scary trio. And I'm not even talking about their role players who are also really good. Like Joe Harris is the perfect complement to that team because he doesn't need the ball. He's probably the best three-point shooter in the entire league. You got DeAndre Jordan who's just going to get rebounds, finish plays, dunk. Okay, we're spending too much time on the Nets. Can I stop Why? you? They're I, really I, good. Listen, they're the, listen. They're the biggest threat. L- what? They're the biggest threat. Okay, okay, got it, really, got it, got I'm it. I just want to – okay. I, and you, you should want, be too. You listen, should be to okay. I am. I think they might be the tougher team to beat. Just listen to me. Answer this question, okay? And then we'll move on. Do you think the Clippers are a threat to the Lakers? Can the Clippers beat the Lakers in a series? 
Absolutely, they're a threat. Okay, uh, be okay. Okay, yeah. okay. Just stop. But not so as I agree with you. So the fact that they're gonna play them first, when you ask me the question, what's the bigger threat? I just think now there's two threats to overcome. The Lakers, if they're going to win the championship, are now going to have to win two very tough series. I'm picking the team they'd have to play first because that's who they have to worry about. And if it's going to be a thing where there are fans in the stands and we're playing for home court advantage, who knows, then that's the team they got to look in the standings. You know, they want the seventh game, you know, the home game if they play in the Western Conference Finals. So they're not looking at the standings until they. Okay. You know what it is? We're just, we're just, we just see the wording of the question differently. I agree. The Nets might be the tougher out. I'm just okay. being a little cute with the wording. I think that the Clippers are the bigger threat and they need to worry about them more because they're going to face them first. That's it. Okay. You, right. you don't, you don't, so, you don't see the point in it, but whatever. So I, you essentially, You're a joke. The, the Nets are the better team when it comes to the Nets and the Clippers currently, but you just, for some reason, didn't understand how the question was worded. <laughs> Got it. What's Maybe. funny. I guarantee you all the five or 10 people that are listening to this, they're all on my side. Let's move on. What is next? Anyways, I'm uh, here what, you. one stat that stands out from right. the Lakers so far. Lakers are 11 and 4 so far. What stat has stood out to you? You can go first. Okay, three-point line is is going to be what I'm talking about. It's a huge part of the new era of the league, of course. The Lakers are the fifth best three-point shooting team in the league, where we're at right now. They're shooting 39%. Last season, in the regular season, they were 21st in the league. They shot 34.9. And then the postseason in the bubble, they were 12 out of 16 teams, and they shot 35%. So it's just great that they're shooting 5% more. I mean, that's huge. That's why they're blowing out teams. Uh, that's why if you're behind, you get back into it. But here, here are some of the players that's you know the big surprise. Caruso is shooting 56%, and KCP is shooting 54%. Crusoe, obviously, it's a smaller sample size, but they're both not going to shoot 50%, but that's second and third best in the league. After those two, we have five major rotation players above 35%. AD, LeBron, Wes Matthews, Marcus Gasol, 39, Kuzma at 40. So I'm all for not falling in love for shooting the three because I think it's all about kind of breaking down a defense differently, getting easy shots at the rim, maybe in transition, but you have to, to keep up in the league you got to shoot the three well. And they didn't shoot it that great last year, but they're so much better already. And because the rhythm of the offense, the way the ball moves around, it just leads to you feel like you're taking better shots when it moves around. But it was a little more stagnant last year. Really pumped on the three-point shooting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Love to see. I don't think Caruso and KCP are going to be over 50% at the end of the season. But overall, I think this is a really good shooting team. So I'm with you on that. Uh, I'll give you my stat. Uh, it's similar. Uh, I cheated a little bit. It's actually four stats from LeBron that I've, I've noticed. One okay, of them is, is the three-point shooting. He's 38% from three. That's tied for second best in his career. He's averaging t- under 24 points a game, which is the second lowest of, of his career. His minutes are the lowest of his career, 32.2. And his three-point attempts, 6.4, are the highest of his career. And let me tell you why this... This entire these four stats stood out. To yeah, me. that's awesome. It's because LeBron is changing his game as he gets older, and I'm really impressed with what he's done because he's an actual threat from three. You can no longer give him open three point shots, and even though he's shooting more three pointers than ever, his percentage has gone up, and I think it's actually opened up the re- the rest of his game. 
His his points overall are down, but I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that his minutes are down. And I think this is really going to bode well for him in the next two, three, four years, however long he wants to play. He said he wants to play until he's 46. But I think... What? I never... 46? It was, he was joking that... Uh, his, yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but he was joking that uh, his wife would only let him play until he was 46 years old. Yeah, okay. But I, I think that he would, like, as his athleticism slows down, the fact that he's able to make open threes at this high of a clip, 38% is going to be one of the you know better clips. It's definitely above average in the NBA. Um, so I think it really bodes well for, for the rest of his career. That's amazing. I agree. He definitely is a different player. Uh, he's still so physically ridiculous, strong, and fast. I mean, yeah, he's older. He's not at quote unquote peak age, but I mean, he looks, <laughs> doesn't, he's not even close to being washed. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. The three ball is deadlier. He has a few more patented moves. Um, you have better players around him. That's why he has more assists last year. I mean, I he might be a better player. I, I'm sure people hate that. Everyone chill out. I get it. He's technically past his prime. But I don't know, man. He's still running over people and dunking very hard. So all good shit from him. He is ridiculous. He's, he's, just, he's so athletic still at the age of 36. And it's but, like more methodical but you, now. But Yeah, but when you add that compliment of the three-point shot... And guys can't just play off, you know, four or five feet off of him. And then the the mid range too. Like before, when he would take a fadeaway jumper, I'd always be like, "All right, just give him that." But now it's like he takes right. a fadeaway jumper, and you're like, "Oh wait, that's really consistent." So his his overall shooting, his form, yeah, um, has, is just looks so much better. And yeah, like I said before, it uh, I'm. I don't see him like fully slowing down. You never know. Guys get injured, but other guys get injured, and it's just not the same. I think even if he suffers another injury that like hurts his athleticism, he's still 37, 38 years old in the next couple of years. I just don't see him slowing down that much, and it's because of this three-point shooting. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's do a little Clipper topic. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. He's played 12 of 14 games so far. He's said that he's willing to play in back-to-backs has your opinion of Kawhi changed since he's since he's become a clipper i mean it's just another one where i don't love the wording of the question i mean he yeah he's taking less games off uh maybe you should reduce the show i think there was just scrutiny (laughs) about him and the team like that article uh especially after they lose 3-1 in the bubble like I just think this is like, I guess, a mature reaction that like, okay, I got to nut up a little and hey, LeBron played two months longer into the season and he's playing every game now. Like, dude, you got to play. I mean, he just, I think he just got a lot of crap for it. So I don't know. Good for him. I, I, he's still the same shy dude who doesn't give much personality wise. Nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of lame for my liking, but uh, I'm just, he, first of all, he's so good, man. He is so good. The key thing here is just now there's more there's actual pressure on him. I said this before, but in Toronto, you know, when they won, 
they were kind of the overachieving team. Like, yeah, they were playing against the, you know, a team that was a bunch of injuries, but they were still the overachieving team. You know what I mean? It wasn't that much pressure. Kyle Lowry was the emotional leader. When he was with the Spurs, he might have been the best player, but there was Parker, Manu, Duncan around him to kind of like accept those emotional responsibilities, like leadership-wise. So so now it's his team, him and PG, as you say, but it's Kawhi because he's the best player. And so I'll just wait to see how they do as far as my opinion on him. But I don't know. He seems like a hard worker. I don't think he takes plays off. I think he just, I don't know. I think maybe him and his camp were just like overthinking the idea of taking games off. But I think he just realizes other players are not doing that. So you just need to play. So I don't know. Nothing's changed. What about you? I don't love the question. I don't, so so far, I think you haven't loved any of the questions. I think that you're three for three and not liking any of the questions. All right, even, even, even though me and you have both, both talked about them last night. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks a lot. Uh, I think for me, Kawhi received criticism last year, probably for the first time in his entire career. And if you remember, the idea of not playing a bunch of games, of missing a lot of games was a big deal in the whole NBA last year. And I think Kawhi was the poster child for that. Yes. And then on top Great. of that, it was really the first time he's ever struggled in such a big playoff game like he did uh, in, in Game 7 uh, against the Nuggets. So I, I don't know if this is just him getting healthy. That's what he said. He said he's willing to play back-to-backs just because yeah, of course he's, gonna he's, say that. he's gotten healthy. So I don't know if it's part that or part some of the criticism and part some of the pressure from them not winning last year. But whatever it is, I think Kawhi has always been a great player. And last year, he was also a great player. He had a bad game. I think it happens to a lot of great players. LeBron has had some bad playoff games. Kobe had some bad playoff games. So I don't even think that those things correlate, the fact that he played poorly uh, in that game seven and him missing games. Yeah, I don't think so either. Right. So, yeah. So has your opinion changed? You're kind of just saying the same thing I'm saying. I mean, we are in agreement. My opinion has not changed. I think Kawhi is just as great. Yes, I agree. As he was last year, totally as he was agree. the year before. Like his game has not changed. He's only gotten better. And so, but I'm saying the point is he got criticism last year, and I don't, I just don't think it was. It was obviously you get criticized if you play poorly, but overall his game hasn't changed. He's still top three, four player in the league. So my opinion of him has not changed over the last three, four years. Totally agree. By the way, Geeter, are you getting this text from Geeter? We told Geeter we're going to be ready at a certain time. This is us teasing him. He's coming on the show very quickly. We told him a specific time, which is in 10 minutes from now. And he's like, dudes, when are we doing this? We told him five times. So we got one more topic here. Yeah. Do you think we're going to have to help Geeter with his password? Oh, my God. He says, trying to plan a dinner on dad's night off. Okay. Should we just cut? Should we do the Euro joke? Hashtag girl dad. All right. Let's do the Euro joke. Okay. Okay. So this is you where go first. We, yeah. Okay. So my uh, comment is now that I've seen what fifteen games into the season, I am now for sure that I would rather have Marcus All than Dwight Howard at center. You already know I loved Dwight's contribution last year. I just I'm now seen enough Gasol over Dwight for this next championship season. I, I gotta say that you're a joke on that. I, I don't. No, if I'll ever say that you're tight, but this one you're definitely a joke. But Gasol is, I love, by the way, I love Marc Gasol. He's a terrific passer. Uh, 
You've already mentioned his three-point shooting is solid. I've seen him you know, go in the corner and hit some, hit some corner 39%, threes. 39%. Yep. 39%. But no one fears him. I don't know if you saw uh, that mic'd up with the Warriors yesterday where Draymond Green was talking to James Weissman. Yeah, so what? He said, he was, I like you in space against yeah, Marcus Saul. I like yeah. you in space. By the way, I don't think Dude, he, he would have said that, that if it was Dwight. Dwight. He, yes, he, he would have. Yes, of no. course he would have. Dude, Dwight Howard is a... Okay. Especially in the playoffs, like I said, you know that he's going to set at least two illegal screens a game. You know yeah. he's going to commit at least one or two hard fouls a game. And that's the type of thing that you need from your, like, sixth, seventh guy. Marcus Gasol is a solid player, but in crunch time, he's probably not going to be in the game. Neither was and Dwight. Right, I agree. Okay. But I just don't think... Other opponents are going to fear Marc Gasol in the playoffs when you need him most. He's going to, Got get, it. You some, he's going to get you some easy baskets in the first quarter, maybe at the beginning of the third quarter. Uh, he's going to play good defense, good solid defense, but there's just no – that fear factor isn't there. And I, I know the Lakers have Montrez, but I'm, I am I fear that they're missing that – The Lagoon and Bruiser. The enforcer, yes. I got it. Okay. So his – Mark Gasol at defense, it just doesn't jump out on the TV the way Dwight's does. I know you said it. He's a super heady player. He's never lost. He anticipates. He'll come from the weak side. He takes charges. No stupid fouls. By the way, they both played 19 minutes a game. So right now, Gasol plays 19 minutes a game. Same with Dwight last year for the Lakers. This isn't a huge stat, but uh, Mark Gasol blocks one and a half blocks for those 19 minutes. Dwight was only 1.1. Those are just blocks. There's more to it. But the point is, is defensively, like, especially when he's got to be the quarterback, he's organized, he's just a heady player, he sees it before it happens. His defense is just basically in the same category as Dwight to me. It really is. But the key is the offense. Like, I mean, that that's just like the no-brainer. The point is that they get so much... It's all about the offensive flow in the spacing, right? The fact that Gasol is an elite passer, he's a respectable three-point shooter. It's just more comfortable when he plays with AD. And like with Dwight on offense, it was like, hey, Dwight, you just bang around the rim, maybe get an offensive board and look for a lob. Like just, just kind of hold it down in there. With Mark, it's more like, hey, come play with us. You want him to get some touches, read the defense. Players are moving out the ball. That's why we're just so much more dynamic and we're harder to guard. I get it. He doesn't give you the bruiser and maybe we will miss that. I, I, maybe because we're cruising right now in the regular season, I don't notice that. But I think the defense is almost just as good. And I think the offense just puts us on a complete other atmosphere. So I don't know if I'm a joke, bro, but I do appreciate your concern about the yeah. bruiser. And I kind of feel you, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Too. Maybe you're not a joke. Maybe you're just not that type. <laughs> okay. You're a beater. Like, my God, dude, this guy's the worst. <laughs> way, to, way to tease him with this guy's the worst before he comes on two <laughs> minutes from now. Six was fine the whole time. Then at 550, he's like panicking. Okay, what's yours? All right. Uh, this is a overall NBA one. Mine is Giannis is not a top five NBA player right now. Wow. A lot of people would hate you. Yeah. Well, do you think I'm a joke I, for that? I, I do not. Oh, I do wow. not. We're agreeing we, uh, you, You're tight because I do agree. Now, the main argument I think we're both going to talk about is the shooting, right? You know, late in a game, it comes a half-court game. All the clutch moments and all the historical moments in the NBA are always jumpers in the half-court, right? He, he doesn't feel comfortable. He's literally getting that treatment where people are, like, standing in the paint. It's, like, so awkward, you know? And, and he'll shoot some in the regular season. He'll make them. But he, here's – I'll make a quick point. I'll let you go. 
Maybe if you were starting a team, Giannis might be a top five pick for me because he can literally carry a team, which we've seen, hence the two MVPs and like league best record. He's just so physically gifted defensively and offensively. He's just like dunking with his team on his back to the playoffs. So he can carry a team. He's amazing. But here are seven players I would rather have on my team when I'm thinking about winning a title and the championship moments. I mean, first of all, Giannis hasn't made it to the finals yet. So here are the seven players, LeBron, Durant, Kawhi, Luka, AD, Steph, and Harden. Those are seven players because they can snipe, they can shoot. I'm taking those seven over Giannis, but I'm totally fine if someone thinks we're crazy for not thinking his top five. He just won the MVP and he's amazing. He's in the discussion, but because we want to nerd out about it, I'm with you. You are tight today, my friend. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think you, <laughs> you pretty much said it all. In fact, I have almost the same exact list. LeBron, oh, wow. Kawhi, Durant, AD, Curry, and Luka. Who did you, did you say? Jeff Curry in there? Yes, I did say Steph. Yeah. Is that seven? Yeah, I think we have the uh, same. Yeah, so I have six six guys ahead of him. Oh, so you, did not, you probably didn't have Harden. I didn't have Or Harden. AD. Oh, okay, got I it. I had AD. I didn't have uh, Harden. But yeah, I mean, two things just stand out real quick. Uh Two games already this season. One game where he had two free throws. I think it was against the Celtics. And he missed them both um, at the end of the game. And then in the last game against the Nets, they didn't even call the play for him. They went to Chris Middleton, who then right. double teamed in the corner and shot a three. Almost went in, by the way. But So the idea that like you would call a play for your second best player, like I don't think that would ever really happen with any of those other guys. Now, LeBron might pass it. But the play is for him to make the decision. The play would be for Kawhi to make the decision, for Durant, for Curry, for Luka to make that decision. But they didn't even pass the ball into Giannis. They went straight to Middleton. Yeah. You know, two, three seconds. So I I just don't – he's a great player. But until he – he's shooting 30% from three. He's shooting like 56% from the free throw line right now. Yeah. I I just don't know that you can have the ball – down the stretch in your hands with shooting numbers like that and be a top five player in the NBA. Yeah. So. No, you're right. Uh, I mean, that can fluctuate and it can change. Like, he's still young, but I agree oh, with you right now. I'm he with can you. certainly develop a jumper. We've seen plenty of guys. I mean, LeBron wasn't nearly as good of a shooter seven, eight years ago as he is now. So, yeah. Giannis can develop. He's a hard worker. He's a great player. I love his game, but I would take those other guys ahead of him until he can figure out how to make a shot down the stretch. You really are the man. Is it Geeter time? It's time. It's time for Geeter. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. All right, we welcome in the host of the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, a guy who has 14 fantasy football teams, <laughs> the most entertaining <laughs> contestant on The Price is Right, a college volleyball championship runner-up, oh, God. Crespi Hall of Famer, True. girl dad to Millie, Luca, and Zeffy D, 
Yeah. And the king of the buttery shard. Chris oh. McGee. Gitter, how are you? Pretty good intro right there. I'm flattered. Uh, Roman, Chiz, two of my favorite guys ever. Uh, we had a great run together. Um, <laughs> now this is the only time we get to hang out is, is doing your new podcast. Uh, following Brez is not easy. Um, great first guest. Did he bring Becker's cookies? No, we didn't do it together. We, I know you can't. That bed. was a test. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, no Oreos, no Becker's cookies, no sweets from Brez. Very disappointing. Roman, and no retweet. You. And no Roman. retweet. Geeter. Wait, no are you going to re- Are you going to retweet when we say, hey, check out our episode three? You have First to say it all, right now if you're going to. I'm absolutely going to retweet. And Thank you. I want that awesome story you did on me. Like, no one's ever done a story on me. Not my family, not one friend for a birthday, <laughs> for anything. That was a full story. I want that whole video. Is that possible? Or is it? I know it just disappeared after 24 hours. I don't like so it. It's we'll possible. Get, we'll have to get Kalo to send it to you. Kalo! Clip it, Kalo! There's another one coming, and it has some uh, uh, Su Yilan uh, ping pong in it. Do you so know I still go. yell, <coughs> clip it, Kalo, when I want something at work done? <laughs> I've heard it a few random times. We still, I still on watch air. you on TV, Gator. And for all it. those people listening that don't know what that means for inside baseball, we all work together during Laker pre- and post-games, and Karen Lopez is one of the people we worked with, and she would clip off all the stuff that I wanted. So I will yell, clip it, Kalo, in the middle of the show. And I still do it, even though she doesn't work in our office anymore. That's care. what he does for all the people working under him. It's very nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> you give more shout outs than anybody else. No, it is true. You, you, you're the man. It. We love everyone. Wait, you're telling me they're not giving shout outs, Chiz, at the Tense channel? They're super weak. Actually, Weissman oh. puts up a little sometimes. Weissman, okay. you're the man. All right. Yeah. Shop Weissman. Mr. Geeter, Yoga, if you don't if you don't shut up and let us steer the show, you might not get to your dad's <laughs> night off dinner that you've been bothering us about for listen, twenty minutes. We said we're going to start at six, and listen, then at five forty five, Geeter's like, "Dudes, when are we starting?" Like we I'm said, just, six, bro. We listen, actually started on time, which we never used to do when we taped shows. My, my poor family, uh, they don't get a lot of time <laughs> with dad during the season, and I'm telling them. At the height of dinner, uh, it's time to be with Chiz and Roman. And they're like, I thought you didn't even see those guys anymore. You know what I mean? But you know what? We're, 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 we're back. We have plenty of time. Let's go. Let's All right. Go. Here we go. We're going to start with the would you rather. Peter. Yes. Would you, live in. In Clo- would, you, would you live in Clovis for a month to see the Lakers win their back-to-back title? Clovis. Uh, there is a Clovis High School in Fresno. Uh, Clovis East, this I believe. Is so stupid. I, I, I actually went there. Uh, a friend of mine had uh, went to <laughs> school there that I played volleyball with, and I have some friends from Fresno. So yeah, as tough as that would be, here's why I would do it. Yes, I would. I would love to live there for a month to get a title. I think it's the least I could do to sacrifice for all Laker fans. And the Kelly Slater Wave Ranch is not that far from there. I would just be absolutely crushing it daily. It's stupid. This used to be funny because it was an inside joke, but. The Lakers are already. We don't. You know, Lakers don't need Geeter to go to Clovis to have a chance to win the title. No, maybe when like, maybe when we work with Geeter and the, the and the Lakers are winning sixteen games a year. Yeah, I'd go to Clovis, but no one has to go to Clovis for a month for the Lakers to win back to back. Although Geeter's the man because he said he'd sacrifice. It's actually really nice of him. Geeter, you're talking. I that would you would sacrifice. be away from your family for an no. entire month. You wouldn't be able to surf. No vol. No beach volleyball. Like, you would just be out there. Just No, he wouldn't. Oh, you He's didn't lying. tell me I couldn't bring He's the lying. family. You didn't tell me I couldn't bring the family. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, you, you got to sacrifice by yourself. Yeah. No, that's a good point. The family. Here it is. No, here it is. I sit him down. Guys, I have to talk to you for a minute. Daddy has to go. 
uh, honey, we can FaceTime every night. I will be living in Clovis for one month. I am not to come home. I cannot go to the beach. And they will say, but why, dad? Why are you leaving us? And I said, because I'm doing it for Laker Nation. And they would understand. Man, you're, you're the man. Dude, we uh, have three more would you rather. Can I just promise you the last two are mine? This is a tease for you. Mine are so much better than that, Geeter, but that was a heck of a response. So thank you for that. <laughs> Go ahead, Roman. All right. Geeter, I, I want to ask you this because this is one of the things that I think impressed me about you the most. You started your TV career super late. You were teaching, you were coaching volleyball mm-hmm. until I think like your, your mid 30s. Yeah. I want to hear your story about just how you got your, your break in the TV business. Oh, man. It's crazy because when I do talk to high school students or college students uh, or even interns, um, I I will always tell them my story how it's not really the road you're probably going to travel. Like now, kids at 17, 18, I mean, you guys going to college, when you guys were even in college, like you were already planning what you were going to do. I I was just coaching and and teaching P, like you said, until I was about 27 years old. Um, And it was at that time I was emceeing pro beach volleyball, which was another long story that I won't get into, but that was kind of lucky as well. Like a and, G. Uh, I started emceeing pro beach volleyball and they started using me on the TV broadcast and I had no background. So at 26, 27 years old, I went to Santa Monica city college and I took a broadcasting class from a guy named Lou Riggs. Now Lou has now passed away, but he was a great mentor of mine and he mentored so many young broadcasters. So I heard about his class. So I went and of course, there I am, a 27-year-old sitting in a class with freshman and sophomore. And he took me under his wing and we would go do Santa Monica High School games. We would do UCLA games, Pepperdine, High School, Pierce College. And we would sit in the bleachers and we would do. he would help me with everything. And as I got going in the business, uh, you know, he was friends with everyone at Fox. They would send me to him as well. He, he, he reviewed all my high school football play-by-play tapes. I would drive out to his house. The guy had thousands of freaking videotapes at his house and he would put them in and we'd watch. He worked on my voiceovers. Uh, so Lou was a big part of my career. So at 27, 28, I started getting new things like, you know, one of my buddies from high school I went to Crespi with worked for, you know, CBS College Sports and, and asked if I want to do play-by-play for women's college basketball and volleyball. And I said, yes, I'm in. And you just, I just started taking different jobs, but I was really lucky Roman that I never had to leave Los Angeles. I still don't know how that happened. Um, but I started like getting in with all the Fox guys because of the beach volleyball. Next thing you know, I'm doing sidelines. You never had to work in Clovis, Skeeter. I never had to go to Clovis. I never had to go to, to no. Clinton, Iowa. I never had to go to Shreveport, Louisiana. I was really lucky, but a lot of it came from relationships yeah, I made that. throughout the time and guys I went to school with and, and just playing sports. So I, I was very lucky, very lucky. Never left. Yeah. I mean, you're a natural. You're the man. You know the sports. That is true. Not leaving LA. My gosh. Um, I would say, yeah, okay, I would so, say my, yeah, go ahead. So, go. No, we're, yeah. We're, now I want to do the timeline of your relationship with the Lakers for mm-hmm. each championship. Like, okay. like I want people to know that you're basically doing your dream job, right? You've yes. been a Laker fan your whole life. So, so start with Showtime, then the three P. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I think Showtime. How old were you? And then the three P was like your unhealthy peaking fan stage. You know what I mean? Take yeah. Us through that. So check this out. This ages me, but you guys got to remember, I'm 49 <laughs> years old. This is my 50th year. I'll be 50 in September. I'm going to be more chiseled than ever. I feel great mentally and I'm ready to go. I was nine years old when Magic Johnson won his first title and Showtime was born when he jumped center in game six at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. That game was on TV. I believe it might have been tape delayed. I watched it in my house with my brother, my mom and my dad. I was nine. Throughout the 80s, I was a complete 
fanatical Laker fan. I only got to go to one game in my lifetime. At that point, I sat way up high at the forum. Uh, I would watch every game. I would listen to Chick on the radio. I cried in 1984 when they lost to the Celtics in game seven. They got rolled. Um, I was so happy in 85. My dad, who passed away four years ago, it's funny. I wow. remember 85 like it was yesterday because he was so happy. And I had rarely seen him like that over a sporting event. But he had suffered all the Celtic Laker losses. So 1985 was always very special. I don't think I knew how special at the time. But, you know, I'm yeah. now a freshman in high school. And um, 87 was probably my f- greatest memory, guys, because I was now in high school. I'm having a good time. Um, I'll never forget Magic's Hook. And you guys know this story because I told it to James when I met him when he first started with our network. Magic's baby hook in 87 in game four to go up 3-1 in the garden. My brother and I ran outside and we're run- we were running down Gilmore Street where we lived in the valley going bananas. I didn't even know Larry had a look to win the game. I still – I never knew. I never <laughs> saw it because I ran out the house celebrating. Um I remember Ralph Sampson's backward shot in 86. 87, I'm a sophomore, junior, high school, uh, probably the best Laker team I've ever been a part of. That's what I just told you about, 88. Um, I'm now a senior. Um, And then some lean years. I remember being in college when Magic uh, beat Portland and and lost to Jordan. And then it was funny. I started going to Laker games during the mid-90s with all my buddies, like, Right out of Northridge, I was going to the Forum a lot. We had a buddy who worked for Dr. Bus. I got to go into the Forum Club. Uh, I was meeting people. It was a lot of fun. I was sitting high in the rafters uh, during the Nick Van Exel years. So I had some glorious times um, as my Laker fandom just continued to rise. But it changed, Chiz, because you're a now, legend. Now I'm starting to rage, right? Like now Laker games are different than when you're a kid. I mean, as you mentioned, the three peat years are my, f- I mean, that's the elite of my fandom. Like I'm going yes. to games, dude. And check this like out. Like unhealthy. Like you dude, were unhealthy. Un- oh, dude, unhealthy. Yeah. Sure. And here's the deal. In, the, in 2000, and I always remember this, I was teaching PE at Wildwood. There was a kid in my school named Casey Hirsch. He was a rad dude. He was like sixth grade. His parents were awesome. They were on the board. They took me to Laker games because I loved the Lakers and they had season seats and the sister never wanted to go. I went to that entire playoff run. I was there for game one of the finals, game six of the finals, and I wrapped it in Indiana. Oh, I was there too. Oh, dude, I was there for all of it. So that run to me, like being there for a championship, my first time ever. I was there game five, Sacramento. Remember it got scary when it was 2-2 and it was yeah, best of out course. of five. And they won by 36. Like, that, uh, uh, like those were my years. 01, 2002. So now, <clears throat> just to flash back a little bit, in 2000, I'm starting to do TV. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm doing like play-by-play. I'm doing some sideline stuff. I'm, you know, doing all these things. And then by 2003, 2004... Fox is using me a lot and, and I'm getting the Pac-10 women's uh, volleyball game of the week. I'm doing high school football on Friday nights with JJ and, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, Chiz. That's you and I met, you know, a little after that. But yeah. um, so here's what's crazy, guys. 06, 2006, I get the call, my first Laker sideline game. And remember, back in those days, it was on FS West and they had a visitor sideline and a home sideline. I, I got to be the visitor sideline. It was the Boston Celtics and they sucked. Uh, it was awesome because they sucked. But that was my first hit ever. The dubber was I was directing. It was amazing, dude. Like I was so nervous at Staples. And from there, 
I just started yeah. getting more and more sideline gigs. And it was probably 09 when I first got to cover the Lakers sideline. And then 2010, the reason why I'm really connected to that 2009, 2010 team, 2008, is Luke was on the team. He and I were good friends, Jordan Farmar. Like, I was covering those teams. I traveled in 2010. Yeah, you were boys team. with them. That one, you oh, were like dude. closest with the team. Yes. That was the year. I traveled 2010, all the playoff games. I got a week in Boston during the playoffs. I mean, I'm going to Fenway. I'm golfing with the Barry brothers, uh, John, John and Brett. I mean, I was having the time of my life. Uh, 2010 was probably the peak. And then what's interesting is, and you guys will laugh at this, because we all got hired in 2012, right? Time Warner Cable Sports bought yeah. the rights to the Lakers and they started a network. So that season, 11 and 12, I was full-time at Fox for the first time. I had signed a deal. I was full-time employee. And my one of my gigs was sideline for the Lakers. So I was the Lakers sideline guy for about half a season. And during that half season, I got to host because Billy Mack did a little play-by-play. I got to move into the other chair. Patrick O'Neill had to do like a Dodger game or whatever, or Angels. So I moved into that chair. So the job I have now, I did it once or twice. And I loved it. But here's the thing. Fox was upset that Time Warner got the rights. So they took all of us off the beat and they put me on the Clippers. So the rest of that year, I was traveling with the Clippers. They had Chris Paul. That was the whole first year of Chris Paul. Lob City. Yeah. So I'm like at those Laker Clipper games on the Clipper sideline rooting for the Lakers. And, (laughs) and, and, And here's the deal. I end up getting the job. You know, that summer. 2012. August. 2012. And yeah. that's a funny story. If you guys want that, I'll just give it to you really quick. But, you know, I met David Rohn, Mark Shukin, Larry Myers, all the guys that were at Time Warner at the time, all the bosses, the president, the GM, the executive producer. I met them. I was going for the sideline job. That's what I was being pitched as. That The job I have now didn't exist. They, they weren't even looking at me for that. And I thought right. I had it. But for two months, I never heard a word. And then I'll never forget. I got a, I got a text. Got a call from Andy Adler. I got a text. <laughs> I got a text. I got a text. I was in Tahoe with my wife and her friends, like her friends from college and other husbands. And the text said, how would you rather have the face of the network job, less travel, more money, happy wife? By the beach. Let's and go. I ran in to my Jess. I showed her. I said, yes, absolutely. Uh, it was tough. I had to get, I got the job. I went and had to tell Fox and, you know, that was tough because I was, Fox was my family at the time, you know, and they had uh, helped me every step of the way. They'd given me all these gigs and for me to leave them was not an easy decision. Yeah, but, but it Lakers was the right decision. Yeah, and, and they understood. And so that's how I got the job and that's where I am. So, yes, I I, I, I sit in that chair and I feel every loss that every fan feels. Yes. Uh, I, I feel every win. The championship was incredible. Um, there ha- it has been some tough times too, as you guys know, because the three of us worked there during the, literally the worst years in the history of the network. Are you? I mean, of the, of the team? Are yep, you kidding yeah. me? The worst years in the history of the franchise. How, how I many was the times did you, you would see? How many times did you slam uh, things in the conference room and oh, dude, yell and so many times, Roman? And and obviously, you guys know the Luke years were tough for me. I, uh, I was just talking about the fantasy football yeah, stuff. Okay. Fantasy football, dude. I mean, (laughs) for those people that don't know, at our work, all the peeps play fantasy. And it is life or death, it seems. Okay, yeah. I'm going to – dude, I'm stopping you there because we have fantasy later, okay? Okay, okay. 
Okay. Roman led me there, he, though. Roman no, led no, no, no. It's there. not your fault. But here's the point is that I love hearing that. Geeter is like, you really are Laker legend, dude. He's, he's such a big fan. And I you mean, touched upon it a little bit because you became fan, boys though. with Luke. Yes. And when Luke got canned, you were totally in the Laker dumps. You were so sad because you love Luke and you wanted to do. It was a great job for him. So here is your next Would You Rather. This yeah. is Roman's again. I still don't love it. My next yeah. two are even better. That's the tease. All right, here you are. Would you rather win your big fantasy football league? You know, the one with all your PGA golfers and Steve Kerr or would you rather see Luke Walton win an NBA title as a coach dude you're gonna go there (laughs) just wait till our next one (laughs) you're gonna go there dude bro just wait till the next one you know what I'm gonna tell you this here's the truth you know that league's a lot of money (laughs) and I'm very competitive but I would, I would trade that for a Luke Walton championship a, as a coach because, truthfully, his, you know, his wife, his kids, his family, like they're 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 my dear friends. I was at their wedding. They're 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 they're, they're fam. So I want to see Luke succeed, um, and I always have. So I I would pick Luke a title. People people might be shocked at that, but that's uh, so unselfish. Yeah, because you still would. have years to win the fantasy. I'm not Luke surprised at all. I'm not surprised. Ever won that over, I would pick Luke over thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, that's have a good you, question. Have you won the league? Have yeah. you ever won the league? Yeah, we've won it twice. Okay, exactly. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've won it twice. <laughs> oh, you're he sacrificing so much. A third oh, year for Luke Walton to get a title. Guys, it's not about – it doesn't mean the money's – I mean, the, that money's yes. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 <clears throat> you know, it's been a couple years. The money's long spent. <clears throat> it's going paid for the kids' college. <laughs> okay, Roman, should we do this next Lakers question because we've been going longer, or should we just go? S- what do you think? If we be quick let's, on it, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just be quick on it because Geeter, I'm sure you're trying to. Dude, I'm having hear. a good time. Stop telling me what I want to do. <laughs> you should have seen your text 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm gonna read it to you guys. Here it is. Okay. So the next question is this: because we just went Try over to, like, trying to plan a dinner on Dad's night. Let's go. What's for dinner? <clears throat> what is for dinner? Uh, pollo Inca. <laughs> Or no, it might be uh, Taco-licious over there. You been to that one yet, Roman? Taco-licious? I have. Actually, it's really good. Dude, you got to do the half chicken with the beans and make your own tacos. Oh, my gosh. No, no. Roman does the half gallon of of beef, just ground beef. I did whatever the biggest. (laughs) And a couple squirts of cheddar cheese. 12 tacos for $40, I think, is what I got. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right. Give me my next question. Okay. So, because you've been around all, like, you even said it briefly. I think you said something about 87 or 88 being the most ridiculous team. But the question is this. So, <laughs> is it crazy if someone thinks the team the Lakers have right now can hold their own, be in the same talent category as the best teams in Lakers history? Obviously, this is kind of a new team this year. You know, the yeah. core won the team last year. But is it crazy if someone says that? I mean, listen, every championship team is great and they're special. But there are some that just separate. And that's 87 that's 2001, and that's 2009. They just separate from from those other teams um, for me. So can this team right now be that? you got to win it first. You know, talent-wise, they're as deep as I've ever seen. Okay, good. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like, yeah, like yeah, Because they, they haven't had the deep. chance to win it and show you. So, like, yeah. but talent-wise, it's it's not crazy. They're I just think. up against a lot, Chiz. They're up against the shortest offseason ever. They're up against... Um, a, a different style that they now play without, you know, lo- losing those six guys. So uh, it's a little different defensive style they're playing. But 
Yeah, I think there's man, they're 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 as deep as I've seen a Laker team. Doesn't can, mean they're without holes, but they're Roman. deep, dude. Can I just can I just say that the '80s teams just off the bat had at minimum three Hall of Famers with Magic, Kareem, and Big Game. And this yep. team obviously has only two. I mean, they had Jamal Wilkes, who's also a Hall of Famer. Bob yep. McAdoo was on that 85 team. Yep. Granted, it was at the end of his career. He was a Hall of Famer. We're yep. talking about multiple Hall of Famers. Well, even shit. the team that lost Roman. in 04, hold on, even the team that lost yeah. in 04 had, uh, you know, Peyton, granted, at the end of his career, Malone. We're talking about four Hall of Famers. Yeah. Maybe the fit of this team is a little bit better. That- but talent-wise, yeah. no, I'm not saying an better. One yeah. team that had Kobe and Shaq that went 15 and one in the playoffs. Like talent-wise, I don't think this team was Schroeder was Schroeder being the third best player on the team, and then you know maybe Vontrez or uh, listen, listen, Casey that, Gasol. I don't think I don't think this team matches up with any of the '80s teams. No, that that, that '80s team had depth beyond belief. Like they had Hall of Famers on the bench, um, McAdoo. Wilkes, you know, uh, the bench was 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 ridiculous. Um, yeah, Cooper, Michael Byron Thompson. Scott, Norm Nixon, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 basically talking about the last you know 20 years or so. I think yes. this team depth wise. I mean, listen, those 2000 the three P teams, you just happen to have two of the best you know top eight players of all time on that team. It's the same with the same with Magic and Cream, two of the top five players of all time. It's like. That's 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 pretty special. You don't need, you know, those guys, it, you know, for those teams to be successful, they needed piece in a, pieces around them. That that's why I keep telling everybody like the funny thing about the Nets right now is you really just need Harden and Durant and pieces. You don't need another guy. Now, yes, it's going to make them even more special, but like you really need pieces of fit. That's why AD and LeBron are so good together. Yeah. You don't need a third star. You need a piece. Pieces that fit, complement, play defense, do things that you need to win championships. That's why that team won last year. It was fully puzzle, and the puzzle of, of, was surround. You know, it was about LeBron and AD and who fits around them, and they did it masterfully. Yes. So I mean, I agree. Like it's crazy. I'm just going to say this: if they are to win one in the next two years, and they win two out of three, mm-hmm. and you just look at the totem pole, like LB, yeah. uh, LeBron, and AD, it's very similar to Kobe and Shaq. I know it's a little crazy to say that, but you know, two of the top For five sure. players in the league at that point, you know what 100%. I mean? Like, and then after that, I think, hold on really quick though. She is, that's prime Kobe Shaq too. You got to remember LeBron is in his 18th. It, year. it was like before Kobe's prime a little before. Yeah. And like AD's approaching his prime, you know, LeBron's a little passive. He's amazing. But, but listen to this, those other teams, no more, no more showtime talk. Okay. The other championship teams, the three Pete and the back to back. Yeah. For sure. Dennis Schroeder is the best Lakers point guard since Nick Van Exel. He is better than Harper Fish, B. Shaw Farmer. Those guys are great. You need role players. Like you said, it's all about fit, but I think they have a better point guard. And then when you look at the bigs, that other 2009-2010 team, they were great because they had the long, great players, right? They had Gasol, Bynum, Odom, and then, of course, Kobe. Like, I mean, Gasol, Trez, and AD, I just think they're covered everywhere. So I think you said it. They're as deep as they've ever been. They got to win to get up there. But if they win two or three championships, then someone saying that is obviously not going to be that crazy. Oh, listen, they they have potential to be put with those great teams. Yeah. Without doubt, but for sure, uh, you you got to go in the playoffs and you got to do a fifteen and one type of run. I don't think this team. Yeah, but then you like compare who they're happen. playing against. But yeah, that's true. Okay, moving on. Okay, so Geeter is his main job. We know he's the Lakers host, but <laughs> Geeter has some other side gigs. <laughs> do you, I just before we're gonna get into one of them? Do you just have an idea of one of them? I'm talking about maybe. Uh, 
Well, they used to, it used to be beach volleyball. Oh, I used to announce beach volleyball. Then it no, was, like like it's such a joke. It's something else. Yeah, then it's coaching. <laughs> Uh, what else you got for me? I mean, I didn't even know what it was called, but I was thinking like that looping thing, but I don't want to get into that. Uh, that thing's like this. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do, so for everyone knows that, you know, over my lifetime, I've done some background voices for TV shows. It's called looping. Uh, I have a buddy, it's Scotty so C, who everyone knows. Scotty C. Pro- produces shows and, and on occasion, I'll, 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 I'll just throw a little recording in, 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 into a phone some background voices for some shows, Scandal. They're no longer on the air, um, you know, back in the day. And, uh, but you're still getting residuals. You still get paid, buddy. <laughs> still get paid. <laughs> I mean, you would only have the connect to get in there. Okay, so this is the yeah. other main one we love, okay? Geeter does weddings, and Geeter does weddings very well. He's a gifted public speaker. You just have that comedic delivery and timing. And I'll just say it. You're really great at doing weddings, and I mean, and I mean that. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things I would have changed at Roman's speech, but it was pretty good. What would you have changed? He did Roman's wedding. Gita did Roman's wedding. I did Roman's wedding. I felt very passionate about doing Roman's wedding. He's someone I care about and his wife, Lucy. I really loved doing that one. A lot of our work friends were there. Uh, There's a lot of first time people that have never seen me do it. Um, It was a beautiful setting. I would like your constructive criticism. What would you have done differently, Chiz? Well, I mean, Roman's the one that got married. Roman, what do you think? I, I laughed the entire time. It was far and away the best. And I, I'm obviously biased, but it was far and away the best ceremony that I've ever been a part of. So it was. Yes. Chiz said I, he would have said he would have done some things differently. I'd like to know. No, I know it, it was it was perfect for that because Lucy and whatever are so ca- they're just so casual about everything. It was hilarious. See, but don't forget, but there's the always sentimental there's sentimental punches during that whole thing. Maybe yeah. you were too high to remember those. But. <laughs> But along the way, and I told you guys that from day one, eight, nine years ago, when I do it, it is definitely, uh, there's a little roasting involved. There's a story. I like to tell their story. For sure. Uh, in my in my words that they give me. But there's sentimental value in it. And at the end, it's a sentimental punch. I tie it all together. Come on now, Chiz. How many what, weddings? What part was left out for you? How many weddings do you think you've done? And what's 20. the favorite wedding you've officiated? 20. I think I'm up to 20 now. Do you get paid for these? Sometimes you do. Ooh, uh, Roman. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you do. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you get, you know, you get a little tip. You get nice gift cards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we got Gita some type of gift card. What, what's oh, the favorite dude. wedding? By the way, Roman. You, Roman, you got him you, 10 bucks at Coffee Bean? No, Roman. Very nice sugar fish. We used it many times. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. No, thank uh, you. Because here's my thing, Chip. Many times. Here's oh, my yeah. thing. Because I have people ask me all the time. Um dude, you got to get paid for that. It takes so much effort. And I said, totally. well, here's the thing. I do it for people I love and that's part of the gift. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing it for you and yeah, it takes a shitload of time, but I'm doing it for them. Like that's, that's part of what I want. It's an honor. So if they want to give me something, I, 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 I always say thank you. Now totally. I have people that have come to me and said, hey, listen, uh, here's what I'm paying you or, or listen, I am paying you for this. And, and and maybe I'm not as close with them or, you know, I've only done one or two where it's like I didn't know the couple very well and had to get to know them. That's a little different. It's different than Roman and Lucy. Yes. Right. Like, yes, yeah, my guy is one of my dear friends. So, you know, you know, Chiz, if you ever got married and asked me, to, you know, I, you know, if your family signed off on it, I, I, I would give give it everything I had. So like 2045, maybe. Yeah. So- yeah. yeah. When Chiz finally settles in. Like, where do you, when, when you kind of write and maybe, when, when, you, when you practice it, what do you, 
<laughs> do you, I'm so glad that I interrupted that and no one heard uh, what you said. Do do I do you where do you practice? Like in the shower, in the car, just with Jess, question. talk to Zephy D. Great question. So never ever practice with Jess because she's usually with me. Jess is Gator's wife. She's usually with me, and I want her to hear it. I want her to be hearing it as well at that time. Right. Now, I will run some things by her if I need to because um, she's so great at like going, you know what, maybe this, maybe that. Uh, so I trust her judgment so well. And I've had moments where I've had to kind of, hey, what do you think about this? But she's seen it so many times that I think I always like for there to be something new in there. But I think she's also knows the shtick, but I think she still loves to hear it. Um, I do. Dude, so the la- the week of, I think for me – and people who've come to me and asked me about it, because I have friends now that are always, you know, getting ordained and doing weddings and they always come to me and I have a template. Uh, I, I send to them. I tell them kind of how, how I like to break it down. I tell them how I meet with the couple, what we talk about, phone calls that we have on the side, text messages. But I don't like to get it done a couple months before. I like to have all the info. And then that week of, I put it together. And literally, it always happens where the night before I am still going because I like it fresh and I change it so many times and I just continually read it and read it and read it. Now, here's the one, Chiz. When it's finally done, everything done, vows, everything on the page, it's about seven pages. I print it all out. I put it in my black book, that folder that I had, and I will go and I will, I don't like to do it in front of people, but I will practice. You won't see me. I'll go into the bathrooms at weddings. Dude, I'll go into the bathrooms at weddings. Dude, I'll go into my He's in the Perseid Spectrum. Oh, dude, the Perseid Spectrum, whatever it is. I I, I will, and I will practice. I am not going out there without being, you know, without being ready. And I also, uh, and I'm also nervous when I do it. That might surprise you guys. You're a pro. I don't think think you practiced for my wedding because you got there super late. (laughs) Okay, great story there. Um, Jess and I are over at Davos. Now, Davos, our good friend who worked with us as well, and Jules, his wife, and we're all there waiting for this bus to come get us, and the bus never comes. The bus breaks down. Full panic on how to get there. Jules, Dave's wife, pregnant at the time, says, I'll get you there. Because we have to drive to Malibu all the way from Hermosa Beach. So right. my wife, Jess, Allie Clifton, who works with us as well, and Jules get in her car, and we storm all the way to Roman's wedding. And by the way, I had plenty of time to have a drink, visit with Roman, have a nice little chat, get into the room, practice in the the crapper for a minute, and (laughs) crushed it. You crushed it. You did crush it. Well, I'll just end by saying, I don't know how many people, but it was like at least 15 or 20 people came up to me and said that it was the best ceremony they've ever been a part of. They laughed super hard. And they loved it, including my uncle, my friends, family, and they don't even, everybody. They don't even, a lot of, some of them didn't even know you. They don't even know Roman, what you're saying. Roman, yeah. Roman, you know what's funny? I hugged a lot of your family members and people were talking. And, and that is the best part about doing it. And I always tell people who are doing it for the first time, the best part about it is when you're done and you feel really good about it because you put a lot of time and effort into it, you just start to rage like it's your wedding. You just have the best time. And when people come up to you and say those nice things, it, it actually is awesome. Dude, I was taking selfies with like your uncle. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really, a, it's, it's so fun. So it was an honor. It was an honor. Almost as much of an honor as doing this podcast. It was an honor you're, for me. He's really in the zone when he does like the wedding party because of his like loyalty. He's like, and now, like, oh, oh I forgot about that part. Eight. Yeah. Okay, so that's not for everyone. Now, yeah. it's funny you guys say that. I've done that <laughs> so many. In my days before I ever did my first wedding. <laughs> so, in the early 2000s, I every wedding I went to, my buddies would ask me to do the introductions. 
So I would do the intros AVP style. I didn't officiate weddings. Dude, that and is then, that is your shtick right there, by the way. You know shtick. that. That is and your number one shtick. That's my number one shtick is intros. 100%. Like at my own bachelor party, I gave an intro to all 48 people. So <laughs> my, my thing is AVP. <laughs> So my thing is AVP style intros and like yelling and I get stats on people. So I've done that for so many wet, like Luke Walton's wedding. I did that for Luke's wedding party. 21 minutes I was out there heckling like 15 people. And I just go down the line and they, and I just get so much info and dirt and the wedding party has no idea what's coming. So that is actually, you're right, Jiz, that is the bread and butter. But people, when I officiate weddings, not many people get both. So I've done both a handful of times. Roman is one of those. Well, you got to get another sugarfish uh, gift certificate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you heard me do Winnie's wedding. You've seen me at two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. You were voice great of an angel. Voice of an angel. <laughs> Are we uh, okay? We're gonna do this speed round of questions, right, Roman? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Ro- I mean, uh, Geeter, we're just gonna ask you one question, and it's gonna be on a scale from one to ten. So I'm like, how confident are you that this will happen? Ten is okay. most confident. One okay. is. Least I have confident. one question for you guys. What? How much do you miss working with me? Ten. Oh, wow. Ten. Thank you, Ryan. Like, like a seven. Seven. I mean, Dude, seven? You, I have to leave seven? room for someone else. I do love you, though. Ooh. Honestly, only a seven? That sounds me. Because you're I'm right. I was way up higher. I was trying to be like funny. It's more like it an eight. It's stupid. Eight. That was wasn't stupid. Funny. Sorry, I'm not, I don't have a great back. Sorry, I don't have a great backhand. And I can't talk tennis, bro. <laughs> We've lost a lot of money together betting on tennis. How about we talk about that? <laughs> That's so true. You yeah. literally, you've literally bet me a thousand dollars because of tennis Dude, bets. I've told you. Can to we take. ever start getting on the winning side? Like, you know how many times I woke up at four in the morning, like looking at tennis scores because you and I you were doing yeah. betting on. No, French you don't Open. even watch it. I'm like, hey, do you want to get in? I'm in, bro. And Dude, then it's just, like a match that's at three a.m. Like, He's like, did we Roman, win? I'm like, Roman, no, you got to bet me three hundred. Roman, hear me out. Chiz, you owe you owe gift card to Geeter for all the money that you yeah. lost in tennis. I think you also owe Jay Hall money too. Yeah. No. By the way, Jay Hall. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, that, that, we, that's our buddy Jay Hall. He 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 bets with us. Roman. I'm Roman. We're Here's up. the deal. Like, listen. Like, I put everything of, I have into Chiz. Like, he's the tennis guy. Like, doesn't he know who's winning these stupid games? If it was volleyball, I would know every single time. So I, yeah, yeah. I, he says every he time. says I love this. What do you think? I'm like, dude, I'm in. I don't even know that guy, who that guy is. Let's go. Dude, if you didn't provoke it at all, I, I, I do feel bad though sometimes. Okay, can we do the speed round question? Real quick, Chiz many times has saved us so much money because I'll say, let's go. I want to bankroll a big one. Let's go. And Chiz always goes, no, dude, no, we can't. So no, I will say can, this. He saved me thousands. We can't put $15,000 to win 100 on Federer's first round. Dude, but we should. Bit. We should. <laughs> Just, I don't understand. You know all these like low-level tennis players. I don't understand why you weren't like point shaving. Speed, That's what I'm speed round. It, it, Roman, start us all off. Right. Nine questions. Right. Quick, quick answers. One sentence max. Just a number. One yeah. through ten. Rapid fire. Mm-hmm. How confident are you the Lakers will repeat this year if they remain healthy? One through ten. I'll go nine. Nice. How confident are you that the Lakers and Clippers will meet in this year's playoffs? Oh, I'm a, I'm a nine on that one too. I think it's destiny. Yep. How confident are you that the Lakers will re-sign Schroeder? Ten. Wow. What? Dude, you're already at nine. Do you want to redo these? Whoa. <laughs> no, I, do the next one. Dude, okay. How like, confident are you that there will be fans to some extent in oh. Staples Center at some point in the playoffs? Oh, man. Want is different than confidence, right? Right. Like, I want a 10-plus confidence. I'll say seven. Okay. Wow. That's pretty high. All right. Cool. Yeah. So All right. Nice. Let's go. I'm uh, feeling good. How confident are you in one of the following happening? LeBron or AD win MVP or AD wins defensive MVP? Defensive player of the year. 
LeBron and AD MVP. Just one go. of those. One of those uh, three of those things have, has to happen. Yeah. Oh, one of those three. Yeah, just one. I'll say a six. Ooh. Yeah. I don't trust yeah. the voters. Yeah. yeah. How confident are you that the Lakers will retire Pau Gasol's jersey? Ten. Wow. Yeah. They have to, right? They yeah. have to. Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be a Second Hall of Famer. Second best player on the team. And it ties to Kobe as well, right? Yeah. The Lakers yeah, always yeah, do yeah, the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he and and he and, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So when you're a Hall of Fame, you got to go in. Yeah. All right, Roman. How annoyed were you with Chiz when he started Taysom Hill at tight end in our ESPN Fantasy League? <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> 14 and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, he his 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 bullshit that he was giving back to me like I was some guy that had no idea what I was talking about was so unbelievable. But he was fun. he was actually really funny with it. It was a great move by him. It was legal. Trainer, I, I tell trainer this all the time. Trainer's like, dude, you. He was like buzzed one night. I think he's like, you would do it too. Don't get up. And I was like, no, dude, you're not understanding. It's a stupid he rule by ESPN. Do you understand? I was trying to say that it was a dumb rule by fantasy standards. Not yes. that Chiz was cheating. Okay. But uh, yes. he did the right thing. And uh, you know what? 10. I, I was mad. I was mad. More mad at ESPN. <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> Don't make me go back in the text chain. It was Please so do. epic. Dude, I, I, I was texting Trainer about this, and Trainer just started ignoring me. He just started ignoring my text. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, Roman, remember, dude, it was uh, it was like he was like, "You all would have done it. We should be Chips is just smart. You're mad. You weren't." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good it's move, man. Dumb. It was dumb. Yeah, so amazing. All right. Okay, that. How annoyed were you when Roman asked you to officiate his wedding, <laughs> dude? Zero. Like, like. Okay, you're, you're such I, a hater, I, Chiz. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Just be honest. I guess it's a zero, but like sometimes, like it's one of those things. You're like, oh, I got to put the time. And you roll your eyes a little bit, but you know, in the back of your head, you're gonna love it and have fun. But maybe when someone asks you, you're just like, oh, another one. You said you've done twenty. You're not gonna up it to one, dude. I used a vacation day and missed a galaxy game for Roman's <laughs> wedding. You know right. how valuable vacation days are at our work, Jeffrey. You I don't believe get you. a lot of them. So when you do, you use them wisely. That's how excited I was to do it. One right. more. Chiz, this, Chiz wrote this one. I disagree with it. But uh, one to ten, how annoyed were you when you uh, when we asked you to come on our podcast? How annoyed zero. was I? Yeah. <laughs> zero. Great. That really makes me feel good. Right. I'm more secure about this. I can't believe you didn't. Okay. We got a couple, we got a couple more. I, okay, you should. Would you rather? These are the have. best would you rathers. I, I can't I did, believe you I, I haven't brought something Chiz. up yet. Okay, go on. I okay. Want, I didn't want Chiz to, to ask these, but he's going to ask me. Oh, my God. These are so good. Are you ready, okay, Geter? You have I'm to ready. really think about these, okay? Okay, okay. okay. You're going to love these. Okay. Millie is uh, Geter's daughter. She's uh, – how, how old's Millie? 13. Uh, she, she's a great volleyball player. She play, if she, does she want to play beach in college or indoor? Seventh grade. Uh, it's funny. She's always been absolutely beach, but the other day she said, depends on who would want me indoor because now she's all about where, like – is it got it surfing? okay yeah okay <clears throat> so geeter and jess are both athletes that's why millie's gonna be a baller it, i i remember correctly it was texas was maybe the school she wanted to go to when she saw the facilities and whatnot when she was right? a little kid yes now it was ucla or hawaii okay okay yeah. gotcha uh, so here. so so here it is yes yeah. here's the would you rather i am guaranteeing you that millie gets a full ride to her volleyball school oh. of choice Okay. Now, if you don't take it, she can still get it, but I'm guaranteeing you that. Okay. Or I guarantee you 
that you will be doing Lakers play-by-play full-time at some point. It's not like a coup, like Billy Mack take his job. You know, at one point, he'll probably be oh out of there. My one God, of those I can't two wait to tell Jess this one. Oh, my God. This is a, that's one of the greatest ever. Oh, my God. I got to think. So, oh, so if, if you say the listen, play-by-play, Millie listen. can still get the full ride. You just don't get the guarantee. Can she win a national championship? Yeah, you're going to have to Can that be thrown in there? Can a national championship be thrown into the scholarship? No. No, because that's going to take the scale right now. So, no, it's not. I will say. Because I can tell it's in. It's in. <laughs> you know what? It's for my kid. It's not even a question. Full ride. You're going with that's Billy. That's what she wants. I'm you're going, going with Billy. Billy. Going with Millie. I'm not. Honestly, I hope one day you are calling Laker games because that would be awesome. Okay. Last, would you rather? Are you ready? This is great, dude. Okay. Geeter has a dog and it's this cute dog and her name is Zephy Diamonds because they basically couldn't come up with a name. One daughter wanted this, the other daughter that. So they call it Zephy Diamonds. It's like kind of. And Zephy Zephy is after. Zephy D. Yeah. Zephy is from Zephyr Cove in Tahoe. Yes, where you and Jess met, or that was yes. in a no. It's just one of her favorite places. No, it's just where her favorite place is. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So here's the next. Would you rather? Okay, it's uh, it's kind of a lesser of two evils. The, <laughs> the first one is the Clippers win back to back titles. The Clippers win back to back titles. So this year and next year, and it, and it also means that LeBron and the Lakers don't get another title. Like this LeBron Lakers squad doesn't get another one, and the Clippers win back to back. Okay. Or Zephy D runs away, but she's totally safe and she's fine. She's just with another family. You know she's safe, but she ran away and she's gone from the family and the girls are never going to see Zephy ever again. <laughs> Dude, Roman, hey, you allowed this I, I, question. No, I did I did not want this to go down. Roman, Dude, look, I, I'm not bad against animal. I told you, she's fine. She's with another family. Like, yeah, that's what's really sad. It's also really sad if the Clippers went back to back. That's why it's a question. Dude, this is the most gut-wrenching. Oh, my God. She's so cute. She's on my lap right now looking at me. You can get another Zeffy D. I know. Dude, you get another dog to- chip. Like, it's not the same. Why, why do you hate? Same. You've never had a pet in your life. That's why you That's why you even wanted to ask this question. Here's what's Roman, I can tell Roman's upset because Roman's like yeah. the best dog owner in the history of owners ever. And I appreciate that, Roman, but I'm not saying Zephy gets hurt. I'm just saying she runs away. Like, that sucks. But, dude, but she's fine. You never see her again. It's almost listen, like worse. Listen, listen. Okay, There's so no fine. So Kawhi, Kawhi, okay, fine. The Clippers are going to win back to back. And yeah, can that's I, great. Can That'll I, be can good, I talk? Peter. Can I, can I talk? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's one of the gnarlier questions that's ever been posed. It is perfectly put. Great job, Chiz. I am lathered in sweat thinking about this one right now, but I'm going to say Wait. this. Oh, there we go. I'm going to say this and it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Zephy is literally looking at yes. me right now. She's on my lap. She just did that little tap with her hand. Zephy, I love you like one of my kids. <laughs> I'm going to keep you because you are like, you're my doggy. Okay. And I, I'm going to keep you. And it kills me to say this. The Clippers are going to win back to back championships and I'm going to wear it. I'm going to taste it. It's going to suck. The fans, there are nine of them are going to come after me. It's going to be brutal. But I'm keeping Zeffy D, dude. I can't do that to the family. Thank I'm, goodness. Great answer. I know Chiz would have never um, would Chiz, you've never had a pet, right? You've never had a dog? Like, no. I, no, I have not. It's not like no, you have not. <laughs> no, Chiz, I've because like my what brother had one. My brother had No, I've taken I've taken care of some for like days at a time. You're right. I've never had one. Chiz, okay, what relax, did you want me to bro. Like what I'm some, want me to some really immoral dude. 
Peter is going to go after you, Chiz. Chiz, I'm okay, curious. That, that what was... did you want me to answer? I'm so. No, curious. no, that was per- that was. No, no, you you wanted me to say. I mean, uh, I'm just really glad you you realized that it was a. T- <laughs> I, I kind of want I, I wanted you to say Zephy was gone because like it would be a huge sacrifice but I would never want you to say Zephy's gone if she gets hurt like because oh, I'm guaranteed so... I guarantee that she's safe <laughs> that was the best part she's oh safe with God. another family she's safe with another family that's the part that yeah. you go you know what you know the family yeah, you know... yeah. That, 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 that exactly. made me think god that's kind of nice she's safe that's cool <laughs> Oh, man. oh my god, Roman! Are we more? Are we're, we done? We're, we're almost. We're almost done. La- I got plenty. Last of time. couple of things. For, for, first thing I want to uh, do is do uh, a quick uh, plug for the Thrive Fantasy app. If you use the code Staples, uh, you get fifty dollars for free when you deposit fifty bucks. That's the Thrive Fantasy app. I've been playing over unders. Uh, pretty cool thing. All right, last thing we have here: uh, basketball reference nicknames. Geeter, this is for both you and Chiz. These are former Lakers. I'm going to give you their nickname, and you tell me which former Laker this is. These are, these are pretty difficult, okay? They, they could currently be in the league still, by the uh, way. This, I'll, I'll just give you a hint. This first person is a former Laker. He played on the team when we were uh, all working together, and he is no longer in the league, okay? Okay. Bean Burrito. Oh, Robert Sacre. Sacre. That's incorrect. Chiz, you want to take a guess? Bean burrito. Uh, you're thinking of that. You're thinking of that backstage Lakers where he ate <laughs> that like that burrito, aren't you? I know you are. With Beto. Um, bean burrito. By the way, these are nicknames that came from Basketball Reference. Uh, dude, I have no clue. I I, I guess. Uh, um. Uh, Ryan Kelly is the worst guess ever. Terrible guess. <laughs> the, answer, the answer is Nick Young, and here is why. This is what Nick I've Young never said, heard okay? that. Swaggy P. Never. Swaggy P, right? But this is this is what he said. This is back when he was in uh, with the Wizards. He said, it was passed on from generation to generation. Only the great legends were named Burrito. They used to call Michael Jordan Black Bean Burrito because he was dark and his head was like a bean. Kobe was called Guacamole. What? That is wow. from Nick Young. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Bean burrito. All right. Next one. The drunken dribbler. This, this player also played on the Lakers during uh, during the time that we worked there. Kendall the Marshall. Drunk. No, Jordan Clarkson. Incorrect. Oof. I was maybe gonna do Marshall, but I'm gonna go. You know, Nick Young kind of dribbles like that, but I'm not going with him. I'm going to do, uh, (laughs) I was about to say Marcelo Huerta. No, No, I'm not. They're good ball handlers. Think of people who are bad ball Uh, handlers. Yeah. uh, There's two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, uh, Devin Eubanks. No. Oh, my God. So I thought you guys would have guessed Wesley Johnson because we know that Wes could not dribble. the The answer is Corey Brewer. The drunken dribbler is what his teammates at the University yeah. of Florida called him because I they that. all thought that he couldn't dribble. Oh, is it here? I was thinking it was like a small forward, so I was a little closer than Geeter on that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, last former Laker one, the yoga instructor. This person is still in the league. Ooh, I think Geeter was thinking it was Farmer because he used to be all into yoga, but he's not in the league still. 
This guy's still in the league, and he's a former Laker, and he's the yoga instructor. The yoga instructor. Oh, I don't know that one. Ugh. Maybe just one more hint, because we're so bonkers. Horrible right nickname. Uh, I'll say, I'll say this, this guy was a uh, point guard, and he played on the team last year. Oh, oh, Rondo. Rondo. Steve, nice. Steve Smith from NBA TV gave him this nickname uh, gotcha. for his ability to contort his body. All right, last, last one. This is not a Laker. This is uh, one of the superstars of the league. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, El Chapo. Oh, we know El Chapo. Oh, shoot, shoot. I don't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Luca. I guess. Is this, is this segment bombing or what? It's, it's not Luca. It's not? Superstar. James, <laughs> the, the answer is James Harden because of the beard. And oh, El Chapo refers yeah. to a short, stocky dude. Kind of did know that. All right. All right. That was good. Geeter, thanks so, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. This is the LA Hoops Pod, the spot for both of LA's basketball teams. Check us out on the Hoopheads feed, find and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LA Hoops Pod.